been lied to, bust out, passed over and cussed out. Now I'm up nights, struggling to keep it in the uprights. No touchdown, I've been, been high when I cut down. Had to calm down, trying to stay sane. Got up in the game and affected the brain. Now I feel like I can't help. Hello and welcome to episode 84 of Dial H for Hero Clicks. I'm your host, Hunter Smith. With me is special guest. I guess Austin it, Smith. No. Okay, fine. Special guest. <laughs> Why Austin did I have a special guest? Very special guest, Harry Dempsey. All right, very special. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Uh, I hope everybody enjoyed last week's podcast, which was basically, I guess, Greatest Hits Volume 2 of Dial H. As well as a reintroduction of Austin's phone number to the internet. Yes. <laughs> in post-production, I realized that that was on there, and I was like, fuck it, I'm leaving it in there. Thankfully, no one's texted me. <laughs> oh, you just asked for it by saying that oh, right there. Oh, shit. Yeah, if you want to do that, go back to episode 30, uh, 83 and uh, find Austin's phone number and start sending him dick pics, preferably. But any message please, will do. Please don't send me dick pics. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, if you have any feedback on it, feel free to shoot it at us. Uh, Let's not phrase it like that, please. <laughs> <laughs> we have... S- a main topic of Trinity War sealed for you guys today. Harry, Austin, and I will each give our top two for each rarity slot. Tell you which clicks we think are the best at that rarity and why. Then we will just briefly kind of wrap up our thoughts on the set in general for sealed and constructed. Spoiler alert. Including, it's really damn good for sealed and constructed. Including the... What's the word I'm looking for? Distribution. Rarity... Uh, Chase and Prime distribution. Allocation. Allocation. There you go. That's the word I was trying to think of. And we will be playing some Bat Samaritan with some new rules. You know, we get, and we'll get we'll get more into the details on that later. But yeah, we're gonna we're gonna kind of revamp Bad Samaritan a little bit. And we also will have a special guest on later, but we'll get into that when once we start Bad Samaritan. Let's first start with the news. First up, there really is no news, so uh, there were some official spoilers of Trinity War from WizKids, but we really don't feel like there's any point in spending a lot of time going over those because we're going to be going over them for Sealed anyways. And the internet has all the spoilers available if you want to see the specifics. And I know you guys have been like chomping at the bit for any Trinity War info you can get anyway, so you, I'm sure most of you guys have already seen everything there is to see. And including the fact that the entire set list is now spoiled on HC Realms. So a lot of people have already gotten their Trinity War. I should, well, I shouldn't say a lot, but more than you would think well, have already gotten their Trinity War in their hands. I know some of you probably, as you're listening, already have it, so we don't really feel too much need to go into the details on the official spoilers. Harry did bring up that there were some images from the Toy Fair Expo and if you'd like to look around HC Realms, you might find some pictures of some upcoming sculpts or some figures. And uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Series 3 stuff, which is pretty sweet looking. Uh, there's an Exodia, and it looks awesome. Really? Yeah. It looks huge. It's, it's huge. Base. It's a, Yeah, it's a single base figure. It's huge sculpt, and it looks really cool, yeah. Is it a... Well, I guess we don't really know if it's like an Ellie um, or... They've got a Cyber it's... Red Eyes, too. Hmm. Or a red eye skull dragon or whatever. Zero barrel dragon. So you can combine your summon skull with a red eyes now. The comments on the picture said it was a chase. Yeah. Mm. Is there a barrel dragon? No. Shut up, Hunter. I don't want. Why you gotta bring this up? Is there a slot machine? Hunter, why? Is there a Joey Wheeler? I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> I could deal with a Joey Wheeler. But another cool thing about Toy Fair that Harry said was that this supreme intelligence is supposedly a resource as well. Oh is that right? 
That's what they said. I mean, there's nothing to prove it, disapprove it at this moment, because uh, I wasn't there. Well, in that case... Are you sure you weren't there? I was there. Okay. No, uh, I mean, I'm psyched. If it's an... I'm... Okay. I'm upset that it might be a resource that's a con exclusive as a full resource. But I'm excited because if I want a supreme intelligence, there's, I want it to be a colossal as well as a resource, because that just fits it. Yeah, that's one thing that it does kind of make sense, you know comic accuracy wise i can definitely especially if it's a simple resource and not something super complicated like the Yu-Gi-Oh one or anything like that so with that said let's get into some sealed advice for trinity war if you guys have never listened to any of our sealed advice episodes then i feel sorry for you we tend to keep it pretty simple we lump together the rarities we do commons by themselves uncommons by themselves rare by themselves but once we get to anything above that the super rare, the primes, and the chases, we put them all into one category instead of doing each separately. Uh, Because all of those, you have a pretty low chance of pulling in the grand scheme of things. So we lump those together. So there'll be four different rarity distributions that we'll be talking about. On each distribution, we will be giving our top two favorite figures. We'll start off with which one we think is the best that neither of the other two members of the podcast have talked about yet. Uh, I will let our special guests go first. Or, sorry, our very special guests go yeah. first. You know, we got to give... The guest always gets dibs on everything. So, Harry, what do you think is the best Don't common? Don't you do it, Harry. Don't you do it. Do it. Whatever you Cat think. Woman. Awesome. Okay, there we go. Never mind. That's a good choice. I think That's she's a good, a good secondary striker. Um, and how much Calculator and Mystics is floating around this set. Um, the CSA, how good that ability is. Uh, she's just going to be able to shut down a lot of people just by... Getting in their faces and being hard to hit. Yeah, and then there's the the other thing to bring up is the fact that it is just adjacent opposing characters who can't use team abilities. So you get up next to their mystics, your range can now shoot them with no problems too. Yeah. Well, the great thing about it also, we may have mentioned on previous episodes, but the quintessence, it can shut that down too because it's not countering anything. It's just you can't use them. So all of there are a lot of great team abilities in this set, and Harry mentioned most of them. And Catwoman can effectively shut them all down pretty easily. Yeah. Solid tie-up values with Super Senses. I I had her in my top three. I'll say that much. I agree. I will also let Austin go ahead of me. Austin, what's your favorite? The words I never thought I'd say. Vibe is a solid-ass piece. Um, With a solid ass. Oh, yeah. Um, Freaking, you're looking at a 80-point... I don't want to call him a secondary attacker, but... He's got some really good abilities. Um, starts TK willpower with a special damage power. I think I'm more of a, of a supporter. supporter that's, that's what I would say, too. Semi-supporter. Um, special damage powers opposing characters in range must be given double power actions instead of power to activate charge, hypersonic, phasing, teleport, or running shot. For sealed, that, that is, is ridiculous. bonkers. And the thing is, like, he's got an 8 movement, which isn't, like, amazing or anything, but that's solid for getting across the map to make your opponents have to take those doubles. Um, and then he drops onto Pulse Wave? I mean, like, this is a great 80-point piece. I would love to put this mm-hmm. on almost any SEAL team I was playing. Four of his six clicks have Pulse Wave. His opening click is TK Willpower, but still with the running shot and with the special uh, damage ability. You know a new keyword he has that I'm really starting to like? Argus. Yeah. Yeah, I like this figure too. He's pleasantly surprising. I never thought I'd be happy with a vibe figure. I forgot to mention, if you guys want to follow along with us, 
almost all of these dials are spoiled on hcrealms.com. Just head over there, go to the unit section, and then click on the JLTW icon, and it'll pull all these up. Uh, my number one is actually Katana. I really like that. This one was in my top three. And too. the if you guys were back around Batman, Bat, uh, Katana and Batman set was a great seal. Streets of Gotham, wasn't it? No, it was it was the regular oh, yeah, Batman. They, they well, were, there there was a yeah. team pack one in, yeah. in Streets of Gotham, but no, in sealed for Batman, the regular Katana was very good too. I really yeah. like this figure. I like it because exploit is something you always need in sealed exploit or psychic blast. Definitely. Um, I also really like her end dial because I, I think what's the best thing about her is just she's just a cheap close combat attacker. For 60 points, you're getting your value worth out of you're, her. You definitely are because her last four clicks, some of them, one of them with flurry even, she has a special attack power of precision strike steel energy. The great thing about that is you're guaranteed to heal as long as you hit. You know, you're mm-hmm. guaranteed to deal damage for the most part unless they have invincible. Not even then, even with invincible, she has two damage, so she's going to heal if she hits you on those last four clicks. And that trait's very useful too for sealed because usually a a, P, a team has one high point piece, a good secondary, and a support. When she targets an opposing character with the highest point value on its force, modify her attack and damage plus one. She that's what I like about her. If you if you notice. Every single click she can get through dampeners. Yep. Two clicks of exploit, four clicks of precision strike. I think she's really good for her points. She's solid for constructed and for sealed. I was about to say, and Birds of Prey keyword's always a great one for constructed. Uh, Harry, what's your second best common? I think Black Orchid. Yeah, that's one I had on my list too. 44 points, charge, 10 attack, super strength, shape change. Uh, I wish she had, I know it doesn't fit, but maybe something like plasticity, just make her a little bit better when she gets in someone's face, but still be able to charge in and hit somebody possibly for five damage for 44 points yep. and still have shape change and toughness to try to live it out. When I was flipping through here, I saw her and I didn't look at her point value. I thought she was like a 60, 70 point figure is what I assumed. I didn't realize she was only 40. Yeah, that's not bad for 44. I mean, it, if she misses a shape change, still takes a hit. I mean, they're going to put her at... Good chance they're going to end up putting her on close combat expert. And it's just still not a good day for anybody for 44 points. And it's worth noting there's a lot of things that modify Justice League Dark in this set too. So you can get a little bit of extra out of her. What's your number two also? Um, I like the DEO agent actually. He was on my list as well. Yep. 56 points you're looking at outwit. Um, a special trait. If he's adjacent to a friendly character with the police keyword or team ability, both characters can use stealth. He's got police himself. DEO spy police keywords. Um, he's just a solid. He's a solid cheap outwit with police. I mean, that's really all he needs to be. Sidesteps great for these kind of figures too, because then they don't count towards your action. For the police ability, yeah, yeah he can kind of shift around and help your guys. Yeah, out. so he could be next to your primary attacker and then sidestep over to your secondary. I mean, like that's that's great. And I don't know exactly. I haven't really looked at keywords too much. I don't know how much of this is police keyword or team ability in the set. Not too much, but but I mean that's always a nice bonus. And, and then, then he drops into perplex and support. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Another Willpower great thing support. Is, is he brings three very good sealed powers on his dial with outwit, then perp, then support. Yep, I like him too. My third, actually, I'm glad nobody took it. Was Atomica. Yeah, I figured that was coming. Uh, she's just going to be great tie-up. I mean, she's at 18 super senses, tiny size. She's only 64 points. She has poison and stealth. 
Um, she's going to be really, I mean, really, really hard to hit top dial, and then ridiculously hard to hit bottom dial. The last 66, her last four of her six clicks, she has a special shape change. She can use it when she does, and the attacker shares a keyword. She gets plus two to the result of that shape change. She has the most common keywords of the whole set with Crime Syndicate, Justice League, and Justice League of America, yeah. along with Argus and Spy. Yeah. And then on top of that, I mean, you're looking at a character that has Poison, Precision Strike, and Exploit, too. So, I mean, mm -hmm. while she's tying up, she's also getting to, like, ping them here and there for damage. Yeah, two-thirds of her clicks, she'll, she will be able to get through dampeners with either and Exploit or Precision And she's 10 attack for strike. the first three clicks for 64 points. That's great. Yeah, cheap person with Crime Syndicate. Crime yeah. I mean, that, copy that. There's so many calculators in this set. Yeah. Moving on to the uncommons. These will go from... Is it Aquaman, the first one? Yeah, Aquaman down to... Lex Luthor. Lex. Sexy Lexi. Actually, it goes farther than that. It goes... Yeah, yeah. Lex. Yeah, see, it's great. All right. So from Aqua to Lex. I'm actually a fan of the Cyborg. I, that was my number one pick for this. Actually. I was going to say, his running shot, uh, he can... Gets improved movement, ignores elevated terrain and hindering terrain for uh, movement. I wish it was on on uh, fire or line of sight also. If I knew what the map was like, I would give a lot more to that too. Because in sealed, in certain sealed, the fact that a map has elevated has completely screwed me before. Because I had no way to get up and down it. So, I mean, like, that's awesome right there. And it can catch people off guard when they're moving around. They look at his dial. <laughs> He's not flying. He's a foot boot. Uh, and then uh, his special damage power is Psychic uh, Blast. And then when he hits them, he gives them a uh, character with no action tokens, I believe. Yeah. yeah. An action token on top of it. So he's going to get through uh, defenses and give them an action token. They don't have any yet. And then he has Outwit. Yeah. And I think he's super comic accurate. He's probably the oh, most yeah. comic accurate one they've made. The only reason I didn't include him on my list, I liked the dial. I liked the power, like you were talking about. I like. You're right, it's definitely going to surprise people. I just didn't like how much he costed at 146. I can see that. He It'll does a have a chunk. He has a secondary option of 85 where he does still keep the psychic blast, but he has charges at running shot. i tell you what, if that had running shot top dial, That'd that's be a hell awesome. That's a great top dial for 85 points. Yeah. I do like it at 146. I, the reason I like him is but. because at 146 with Indom and that ability, he can basically keep down enemies for extended periods if they have if they lack Indom or willpower. Which, in sealed, you're going to throw some pieces in there that don't. So he can just keep pinging a piece for a bunch of damage. And he's got a mixture of support powers on top of that. He's a good primary piece on a team. One good part to think about about his white noise power is that it says when he does give, it hit, give an action token to hit characters with no action tokens, and he has two bolts. Yep. So if you can time it right pacing-wise, you can tie up basically in cap and psychic blast two separate characters on your opponent's force every time you do it if you do it right it, it can be very good awesome what's your number one uncommon um i actually like well cyborg was my number one but i like the outsider um i think when it comes to support pieces he brings a lot to the table for 66 points you're looking at a calculator and a crime syndicate he's stealthed he's got smoke cloud he's got willpower he's got outwit and that's not counting his traits and abilities where under his uh, normal trait where when a friendly character uses prob and an action token would be assigned as a result you can deal with an unavoidable instead which his first two clicks are the same. So, I mean, it's it's okay to take that hit on him. And then Down Dally picks up the ability to power action to teleport your characters around and smoke cloud around them. I mean, he's a solid 66-point filler piece. 
And Crime Syndicate and Secret Society are both very common in this set. Um, he picks up Support Down Dial, um, Regen on his last click. So if you do just keep throwing those tokens for that Crime Syndicate ability or for theme teams or whatever, at, or damage at him, then you can freaking Regen him right back up and start again. Um, not bad for 66 points. I did not have either of your figures on my list of <laughs> six figures. I actually have Madame Xanadu as my top one. She is a 81 point mystic. She's all support, but she has almost everything you want in sealed for support. For one, she's providing mystics. Again, we said there's a lot of oh, calculator. Yeah. Uh, she has Justice League Dark keyword, a really good one for this set. But she has TK and Prob, two powers that are very, very uh, useful in sealed. And she also has this trait when an opposing character targets her or an adjacent friendly with the JL Dark keyword. You may choose, with an attack, you may choose a number between 1 and 6. After actions resolve, those characters heal one click for each die in the final attack roll, showing the chosen number. Remember, if she's doing it for herself, she's healing Mystic's damage on top of that. Plus, her last two clicks, she has regen herself. And she alternates prob and outwit. So, if you need outwit, you know that you're only one push away from going on to it whenever you really need it. I didn't even see this piece when I went through the list. I really, really like it for sealed. For constructed, it's okay. I think for sealed, it's going to be useful because TK and Prob are are two of the powers that make or break sealed a lot of sealed matches. Harry, what's your number two? Dr. Savannah. He's at the very bottom. Okay. First of all, uh, his trait, he's going to be able to negate um, Mystics damage when there's, like we said, keep saying there's so much calculator and so much Mystics in this set. Uh, that way, well, just on your uh, Secret Society of Supervillains teams won't take uh, damage, which I guess in hindsight it might be a little hard to do that in sealed, pull that off in sealed. Well, well I mean, there's a lot of society. I was going to say, yeah. let's click the keyword, see how many come up. There's more than you'd think. Okay, yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Eleven of the about 60. Yeah, Some of those are five of those good. are common. So uncommons. about twelve percent of the the team of the set. But if you can pull that off, it's definitely good to keep yourself alive. When some people might be building teams to depend on that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, another thing is uh, well, actually, his special outwit power. Uh, he can use um, when he activate. He may activate out, uh, outwit with a power action. When he does, the countered power or ability is also countered on all opposing characters within eight squares of Doctor Savannah. That share a keyword, keyword with a target. Yeah, that's really good. And when so many of the sets share keywords with so many other people, that can really just shut them down very easily. I also like the fact that on all of his clicks, he can get through dampeners with, yep. with two psychic blasts and then three precision. And a three damage top dial. And then uh, outwit on the first three clicks, perplex on the second two, or the next two. Yep. He is a complete glass cannon, though, with no defensive whatsoever and a 16. You know. Yeah, you got to rely on stealth and then calculator mystics yeah. or something with them. You got to hope that nobody can see through stealth on your opponent's team, and if they can, you're gonna have to hide them in the back. Awesome. Number two. I have two of them. Can I talk between? I really like the Lex Luthor. He's got two solid point values. Um, great set of powers, especially that freaking top click. But that's a huge chunk of your team at 200. Um, you're looking at calculator and Superman enemy, which Superman enemy is an amazing team ability. Like, people really underestimate that one when you have a good set of characters to use it with. And once again, there's a lot of calculator in this set. Um, And then, of course, he has the whole subterfuge token thing where he uses the tokens to hide. Um, 
I mean, like he's he's great. Running shot, pulse wave, imperv, indom. Um, the special leadership and outwit on his top click. Um, he drops into exploit and charge mid dial and stuff like that. He's not a bad piece for two hundred. If I was going to stake my whole team on one big two hundred point chunk, like as a huge primary attacker, he, he I I'd be fine with him. And those then keyword subter- choices are great too. Those subterfuge tokens are gonna go a long way. I tell you one thing I don't like about him though, not to shit on your parade. No, it's fine. You do that all the time. The anyway. Superman enemy's not gonna be useful with him. Because think about how Superman enemy works. He's two first of all, we're talking about he's two hundred points of your build, correct? Mm-hmm. That's the majority of your team. On most builds, most people do, I would say four hundred for sealed, sometimes three. He's half your force already. When you use Superman enemy, you have to have two two next to each other, and the higher one can use outwit. He oh, already, he already has, has outwit. Yeah, I didn't on even four, think about on that. On the majority of his clicks, he already has it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's good that he has it, for, yeah. but I mean, for sealed, I don't think it's it's. Yeah, I see what you're saying. It's gonna matter unless I, they outwit your outwit, and basically you have a perma outwit. You know, something that they can never outwit. Yeah, and they may be outwitting his special damage power because it is really good. It gives him leadership and outwit, and when he succeeds, he can remove the X token from a friendly character with the Injustice League that includes him within three squares and so yeah people may be outwitting that anyway then it would be nice to have a permanent yeah. outwit but i just like him for the running the running shot pulse wave top dial for 200 points that's brutal um, I, I think those subterfuge tokens are going to give a lot of people fits to to try to figure out how to get around when they first play against them and sealed yep um man i got a lot of choices left on my i have tons that you guys i I had also still have left Green Arrow, Eye Vampire, I, I thought Vampire was solid was for, was for the points. I think he's solid for yeah. Sealed. Ultraman at 125, Owlman at the higher one, Superwoman. Um, I think I'm going to go with um, with Owlman at the top point value of 116. He's just really good tie-up. Yeah. Either him or Ultraman. I guess I'll stick with him since I already started him, but... He's 116, he's got stealth, precision strike. His damage power, though, is what's great about him. Or, sorry, his defense power. He gets reflexes, toughness, and willpower, and he already has 17 defense. And then his his damage power is outwit. Opposing characters within 6 can't use outwit to target a character with a higher point value than themselves. What's great about that is, a lot, a lot of times, when you have an outwit and your opponent has outwit, you're just canceling each other yeah. out the whole game. With him... In a lot of circumstances, if you outwit the right person, that on top of his his outwit, the opponent's basically not going to get. Up, yeah. yeah, it's going to give you a leg up if you do it correctly. You know what I really like him for? I he's like a dream piece for me for four hundred point teams as a secondary attacker slash tie up slash because that ability. The big problem with playing a large tent pole, especially in sealed, is outwit can shut them down so bad. Having that kind of ability where they can't target your big guy with outweight at all gives you such a leg up on the opponent. And then the eye vampire, I just wanted to solid dial. He he's gonna be tough for a lot of teams, especially at three hundred because at one seventy he goes on to those basically god clicks, and he has that impervious that can't be countered. Yep. And he has the the hypersonic and just ridiculous values. Late game, if you can keep him alive. Steel energy and, then, and mystics. And then all of a sudden he goes onto these god clicks. He's going to be tough for people to deal with. He's going to be like a miniature Dracula from ASM when you played ASM sealed. Like, he can be nasty. Well, I mean, if you look at those last three clicks, you're looking at freaking hypersonic mystics and can't be countered. That's ridiculous right there. I mean, imperv that can't be countered is rough. The uncommon slot's pretty stacked in the grand scheme of this set. There's a lot of good oh, yeah. uncommons. 
let's get into rares. And again, let's very special guest Harry Dempsey kick us off. The rares go all the way from Element Woman, I believe, to Sinestro. Yes, to Sinestro. Shaggy Man. Shaggy Man. Shogger. I have him on my list, too. He's going to be just almost an impossible piece to kill. If you, they can't just bear down and just take him out as soon as possible, they're going to regret it. He's not a piece you can just neut- think you neutered, leave it alone, and try to go after the rest of the team. They have to go after and kill it Nine or else. Clicks. They call me Mr. Boombastic. Say me fantastic. Oh, man, you know the... Well, I'll take a constructed. Anything that could mastermind him constructed. It'd be nuts. Smooth. He has a charge, 10 attack, super Just strength. Like <laughs> You've been planning that all day, haven't you? <laughs> no. I forgot uh, Shaggy existed until you just said Shaggy Man. <laughs> Sugar. Sugar. Oh. Um, there's a Battle Fury also with a set that has a lot of shape change in it. And mm-hmm. they've been given shape change, seems like a lot more the last couple of sets than they used to. Yeah, it's true. Uh, it's, he's just going to hurt somebody and then. If they just don't take him out almost right away, he's just going to come back. His, um, was it fourth, third, and second to last clicks? He has a special power where he can use regen. Uh, when he does, he doesn't subtract two from the result. Jesus. So if he rolls even fairly well, he's getting back up to top dial or second or third click, which still can, with his super strength on his first five clicks, he's going to put out, depending on if you have ultra heavies or heavies, anywhere from five to seven damage. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I like him. I think another good thing, like you said, when people don't focus on him, he's a character that's not well, like not everybody's clamoring for the Shaggy Man. You know no. what I mean? So that a lot of people are not going to have even seen this dial the first time they play against it, and you will surprise them. For, every time you, I see it, it makes me not even want to look at it because I think of Sasquatch from Iron Man. That's exactly what I think. Just, oh, this is trash. And uh, on top of that, all the healing he does in other ways. At the beginning of your turn, you may heal Shaggy Man of one damage. Drink. Great thing Every with all the mystics you have Every to deal turn. with in this set. Yeah, have him be your mystics guy. Oh shit, Shaggy yeah. Man took another click of damage. She's just gonna heal it and Sugar. and free and regen. He is 153 points, but I think he's well worth He's it. a solid primary attacker slash damage. So. He's another clicks where I'm gonna have a song to sing when, while I'm playing. Oh yeah. And that's very important to me. That's very important. <laughs> so now we now have Corvus Glaive, Shaggy Man. El Gaucho. El Gaucho, I made a new song for. John, we got DMX. There's a, I feel like I'm forgetting like two other ones. Uh, what's your number two, Austin? Zero uh, thirty five Swiss Army Knife Vixen. Yeah, I, I really like this figure. Yeah, um, I mean, there's just I don't even want to go over it all. There's just so much crap you could do with this one piece. Between the choices in in a smart player's hands, like this piece, I don't see how you couldn't find a solution to almost damn near anything. I mean, you give her a free action, you can choose boot, wing, dolphin. Um, or is it, yeah, Starburst, Tiny, Giant, um, and then she has those till you choose again. So, I mean, right there you can pick between all those great combat symbols, and then she has the special attack power where she can take Blades, Close Combat Expert, Flurry, Poison, or Sidestep, and she gets those till she chooses again, and if she's part of a JLA theme team, she gets two of those. And I mean, like... On top of Perplex, yeah, she already has. Perplex and a 17 combat reflexes and stealth. And then down dial, she picks up blades, super senses, exploit. I mean, if you play a JLA theme team, which is entirely possible in this sealed, because there is a lot of JLA pieces, 
Um, you're looking at, okay, I'm going to take Flurry Blades, or I'm going to take Poison Sidestep, or I'm going to take, even on her downturns, like when she's not doing anything, give her the free action, take Poison Sidestep, move over and poison somebody. Like, your opponent is not going to be ready for all the options she has available at any given time. Her dial and her point costs are perfect for a secondary combat, close combat exactly. attacker. That's exactly what she is. I can't believe, though, as good as Vixen is, she was definitely on my list. I can't believe either of you did not say Killer Frost. I really like this Killer Frost. This piece is redonkulous for Sealed. Uh, for Construct, the two, but for Sealed, Jesus Christ. This thing is 121 points, has seven clicks, has seven range double bolt, and that's important because she has running shot precision strike with an 11 attack, and she has this trait. She can use steel energy. She can use it normally or during ranged combat attacks that target a single character, Opposing characters using steel energy, or so so that's two separate clauses. So the first first of all, she can heal at range, As or she only targets a single target. Yeah. And then her second part is opposing characters using steel energy do not heal when a friendly character with society keyword adjacent to Killer Frost takes damage from an attack. So if they if they attack her fellow society guys, they don't heal from steel energy. That's not going to come into play much, but that healing from range is ridiculous. Oh yeah. She also has energy shield, so she's not super. She's not glass cannon or anything. She's a seventeen plus energy shield. Uh, she has a special damage power as well. When she is hit by an attack and after actions resolve, give the attacker an action token. If you can't deal the attacker one unavoidable damage, and that attack that she's hit by doesn't have to do damage, or, so you can't mind control her or in cap her or anything that, like yeah. that without having to take an action token or an unavoidable damage. I really like this piece. I, if you can keep her top dial, she's nuts. Not to mention for sealed, the other important thing is that selection of keywords is great. And even if you can't keep her top dial, she's got the traded steel energy. Like she can get back up if she yeah. needs to with a little help. And then her last two clicks is going to surprise a lot of people. Oh yeah. She's been uh, ranging people and been range heavy. All of a sudden, she's charged, ten attack, three exploit. It's worth noting that steel energy works. Period. So even if when she's on the melee clicks and punching people, she's still healing. Mm-hmm. All right, Harry Dempsey, element one. I like this one too. Another, uh, as he said, was talking about Vixen. She's another Swiss Army knife. Uh, depending what, she, she's going to be hard to hit up front. She has super senses and shape change. Then, uh, at the beginning of your turn, choose one, Earth, Fire, Ice. Element 1 can use the associated powers until your next turn. Earth, Barrier and Impervious. Uh, fire, Energy Explosion and uh, Penetrating Psychic Blast. That's not good. Ice, incapac- Incapacitate and Perplex. So, so, you're telling me that this piece is how many points? Oh, 88. With Shape Change, Super Senses, and Impervious. Yep. Sounds legit. It blades. Starts with blades. <laughs> Then, yeah. um, I mean, yeah, it, whatever you need her to do. Five range, she can uh, energy explosion and a pin side. So the one target will still get through. Mm-hmm. Um, end cap and perplex. Do you need that perplex? Do you need an end cap? I mean, pretty much just like Vixen, whatever you need to do, she can do it. And she's going to be very hard to kill. Was us see, Vixen was a rear too, right? Yep. Who was the other one that could shoot? There, was there another figure we could I thought there were three, choose? yeah. Alright, Austin, who's your number two? Uh, I like Johnny Quick a lot, actually. Yeah, he's pretty slick. When it comes to hypersonic pieces, especially with this point value, I mean, like, 82 points, you're getting Crime Syndicate, you're getting hypersonic at a 12 movement, 17 energy shield, which energy shield and hypersonic pieces is already ridiculous. He ignores hindering and characters, 
So that means he doesn't have to deal with plasticity, right? That's correct. Yeah. And then you're looking at, of course, uh, Speed Force, where if he moves at least one square and hits someone, he gets a speed token. Um, however, you can give him a free action to remove a speed token, and he can use Perplex into your next turn, but may only use it to target an opposing character. That character can't use speed power until your next turn. So ridiculous. Yeah. So You're basically outwitting charge running Sonic on Quintessence While lowering their stat. While lowering their stat. Um, and then if he picks up a damage, or he has a damage power on his top click of, you can give him a free action when he has no action token, choose one or two. Increases combat values by that amount until end of turn, and then deal him unavoidable damage equal to the amount taken. I want you to imagine a 14-12-5 running across the board for 82 points. In sealed. In sealed. That's what's nuts, is in With sealed. a built-in prop. Hypersonic's stupid enough in sealed as it is. Like, literally not the fact that if your opponent has... Uh, say, for instance, Killer Frost. If I'm going against Killer Frost, I'm using any perplexes I have on Johnny, and then I'm having him pump, pump up that plus two, and I'm just fucking sending him after yep. her and just busting her. And uh, then the thing if he is, deals her five, she's going to go right past that power, yep. so yep. he won't even take the damage from that afterwards. And the thing is, with this piece, if you take that two damage from the combat stats or whatever, second click, he's still solid. He just loses a damage and a movement, and he picks up Precision Strike. But if you take two damage, you land on Willpower, Precision Strike, Shape Change. Which, for 82 points, I will let you swing at my Shape Change secondary attacker if I think it's going to absorb an attack potentially. Yeah. Actually, I think Killer Frosting would still activate because I think it's on attack. When she's hit, yeah. Okay. So it, she, it's not when she's still. Yeah. She um, would still I, get the thing. But yeah. yeah. I love Johnny Quick. Like, that's a great freaking... Let's see. Piece. We named most of the ones I had. I still have Grid and Hawkman left. Hawkman was the one I almost said. Hawkman, I love, but I think Grid's a better piece for Sealed. My thing about Hawkman is I feel like it's going to be depending on map. I'm going to go with my head, not my heart. I'm going to go with Grid. Grid is 115 points, and all you need to know is that he's running shot pulse wave in Sealed. That's pretty much all you need to know. He also has Outwit, by the way, another good power for Sealed. Running shot, pulse wave, invul, and then his special damage power gives him Outwit and Shape Change. When a character with a power countered by Grid targets him with an attack, his shape change succeeds on a 3 to 6. That's a little good. It's a little bit good. What's, I've heard that. What's um, he pick up mid-dial, Hunter? That's really freaking good. On clicks 3, 4, and 6, opposing characters within 6 squares can't ignore pushing damage. There's a, he also got this other trait. It's pretty good. Opposing characters with the Justice League or Justice League of America keyword, that's quite a few in this set, can't use Outwit, Perp, or Prob to target Grid or adjacent characters friendly to him. And those friendly characters don't have to share a keyword or anything. They just have to be next to him. I mean, for 115 points, this guy, honestly, it's one of those, I don't like to compare him, but I like him almost more than Cyborg. Yeah. Yeah. He still has Endom for 115 points and the uh, CSA team ability. Yep. And that Crime Syndicate ability is just so damn good. Yeah, Hawkman as well. Good secondary attack, or even primary attack. Well, those damn values, with 12, 12 precision strike, and then that flying in charge. All right, and then lastly, as we said, we lump up super rares, primes, and chases all together. I picked all super rares, by the way. <laughs> now, unfortunately, I think the chases are all ridiculous, to be totally yeah, yeah. honest, especially for That's sealed. why I didn't even bother. There's I was so like, no I figure we're just going to be like, they're Yeah, I, let's just go ahead and make a blanket statement. The chase, If you pull a chase, you should probably play it, because they're really freaking dumb. They're pretty cheap for what, or they're damn cheap for what they do, usually. And they're mystics, mystical, yeah. so... If you uh, get lucky enough to hit one of the relics, too. Ugh. They're pretty gross. Uh, you should, well, you, wouldn't you have to 
get the relic that comes with them, though. I yeah, think it's, it's they, a very big choice. You, yeah, that's chance. what I'm saying. Yeah. Chance, but if you do, it's really good. Uh, so well, let's just say blanketly, the chases are really good if you get them, and then we'll we'll just do super airs and primes for our cho- choices. Yeah. How about that, Harry? Who's your favorite super air prime? I. Uh, you can say it for me. Harry, Harry will betray himself if he doesn't say it. Uh, Batman. Even though he's 150 points, he is just so good. I mean, I just recently got the uh, board game one, and then I saw this one, and I was like, I almost felt like I wasted my money. Um, 150 points. Running shot is a special attack power where uh, utility belt. Give Batman a free action and choose a standard attack or damage power. Batman can use that power until your next turn. Oh, oh gee, what's that? A 12, 18, 3... What could we color this slot in that'd be ridiculous? Damn near anything. High um, pulse wave piece I really need. 18 defense. Uh, and then on his, uh, even though the utility belt lets him pick damage powers as well, you're pretty much almost not going to need to unless you really, really Exploit. want some, something good. Because you already Shit have, uh, Batman can use Outwit, Perplex, and when he has no action tokens, he can use Probability Control. Which is really good because even on, when he has, you give him that first action, the action token doesn't go on until the end. So he will use probability control in his first attack. Correct. Yeah. I like it too, man. It, I tell you, if the guy just ignored fucking hindering terrain on movement, I, he would be my favorite Batman yes. of all time, but he doesn't. I don't know why that's not grouped up in the Batman LIT ability. So stupid. And then if you, uh, on his, he has a half dial also, yeah, which is still be. very good. And if you're, you can pull one of the, if you get lucky enough to pull one of the other super rares of a, um, Wonder Woman or Superman. Well, it doesn't matter. It's anyone with Justice League, too. That one is better. It's okay, but if you pull Superman or Wonder Woman, they don't have to be adjacent to him. Yeah. And they can be anywhere on them. It's just really good. And they get his uh, the Batman team ability, which is never a bad decision. Oh, no, not at all. I like him. I put him on my list, too, but only at the 85 points. For 85, he's just nuts. I mean, he's only four clicks. Don't get but me wrong. In Dom, 85 but that top that choice, dial, yeah. that top dial alone is worth 85 points. Charge, pick a power, and... Out with perplex, perplex and prob yeah. and then Dom. I mean, he's a glass can, a glass jaw. But Austin, who's your second super rare prime? I hate to continue the Trinity, but I'm going with Superman. Really? He's just freaking brutal for your points. You're looking at a. He's expensive, but yeah, that's either why. point value. That's the only reason I didn't include him because he's expensive. Either point value, though. If you get him across the board and you get that hit in. It's dealing with the hypersonic. It's dealing with the freaking 19 invincible top dial. Um, he just has such a plethora of stuff. Uh, the freaking damage power, he can use leadership when he doesn't succeed to modify the attack and damage of all friendly characters. That means, okay, let's say you don't pull anything 50 points or less and you're just playing Superman. He'd be a 20 defense. He'd be a 20 defense. With a 13-5. I was going to say, 13 attack's pretty good, too. Um, after that, he picks up true invulnerability. It's impervious. At the beginning of your turn, if he was damaged by an opposing character's attack since your last turn, heal him one. Oh, that's cool. So your opponent hit him for three last turn. He takes one damage. He's going to heal it back. Um, down di- or mid-dial, or, or if you start him at his mid-dial, he picks up uh, freeze breath. He can use in-cap, and when he uses it as a close combat action... He can target all adjacent opposing characters. Oh, Quake in cap's pretty cool. If he uses it as a ranged combat action and hits the target, an area of effect includes all untargeted characters adjacent. Oh, cool. in cap energy explosion's pretty cool, too. <laughs> I mean, like, he is a huge chunk of your team, but I would not feel bad running him if, if I was playing him smart. And I think I could find something in that last 50 points, or if, or if it's a 400-point game, no contest to me. 250 points, I'd easily run him. He's good at 115, too. He's got oh, yeah. running shot and the end cap. 
uh, with the special in-cap that I was talking about and then the special leadership still. But he's down to a 17 impervious as far as that's concerned and only five clicks alive. Yeah. But 115 points for... For that as a secondary impact. Is, is really good, too. And he his damage value stays freaking 4-4-4-3-3. Four, 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 three, three. Hmm, I'm not so sure who I should... Damn. There's some good ones. Since Drew's not here, I'll go with JC for Drew. In the spirit of Drew Alderson. He was on my list, Drew's too. sick today for anybody wondering. Quote-unquote, uh, his syphilis is flaring up. Syphilis is flaring up a little bit right now. You know, when you sleep around as much as Drew Alderson, it's some... It, There's some side effects. It's a little inevitable that Bastard sometimes children. this is going to happen. Yeah, along with that, you know, uh, random pimps kind of showing up, trying to beat you up. Uh, Sons want to know why you were nailing their mothers. Yep, exactly. Uh... <laughs> Johnny C is 90 points, and it's basically Xanadu, but better. Uh, he, First of all, he has traded stealth and adjacent friendly characters with JL Dark can use stealth. Oh, that's kind of cute. His movement power, once per turn, choose Outwit or Perplex. JC can use that power until your next turn. When he, chooses the cho- when he uses the chosen power to target an opposing character, that character can't use the chosen power until your next turn. Oh, did you... What were we just talking about without wit and how like if your opponent had now wit usually you just canceled theirs. That means yep. you can outwit their attack or defense power or whatever yep. and they happen to and lose that. They wit. can't use theirs. He also has TK, pretty good in sealed. Damage ability gives him prob twice each turn. And that's pretty much it. I mean he you wanna keep him top dial so that he has TK. Uh, on a second click, he loses TK, and he loses the prob, and he goes down to X-Blade. So you really want to keep him top down. Oh, yeah. I tell you what, if you're playing against him, the smart money is on hitting him for one or three, because those are his two worst clicks, probably. It kind of sucks to hit him for one, though, because then you take Mystics I as know. a trade. <laughs> but either way, unless you're going to one-shot him, you're going to take a Mystics anyway. Three is the sweet spot. Hit him though. for one or three. Um, preferably three, and uh, if you can't one-shot him, that's what I would go for. But he's really good topped out for only 90 points. Oh, yeah. Um, who's your number two for you, Harry? It's a pretty hard choice. I mean, there's so many good things, but there's so many high points. As, um, that was the rough part. And that's, I want to give it. I want to give WizKids props here. They set up exactly what I was hoping they would do with... For the sealed, di- yeah. Yeah, for distribution. The lower the lower point figures are all common through rare, and they're usually kind of uncomplicated, the SRs, you get these big hulking beasts. Yeah. I'm really torn between two figures. One of them is very dependent on what you either pull with him. Tim Hunter, if you pull someone he can pull off of, I yeah. think he can be very good. Because he's just keyword dependent. Um, if you have Just Lee Dark with him... Um, you can jack all kinds of good powers. You, you can't, yeah, he's That so Madame Xanadu or Constantine... Yeah, um, he has a trait where uh, if he's adjacent, friendly characters, uh, Tim Hunter and adjacent friendly characters with the Justice League dark keyword can't be the target of opposing characters probability control. Um, that right there is really good. That shuts down the CSA um, capability. There's so much other problem. I didn't even think about that, yeah. Um, then his attack power, which I'll say that's in because it's on his last click. Um, his defense, his he only four clicks deep for 58 points. His defense, everyone's annoying, uh, annoyingly concerned for my welfare. Before any attack roll, Tim Hunter may replace his defense value with the unmodified defense value of any adjacent friendly character with the mystical keyword. So there is a lot of mystical in here, but once again, if he, you have to have a mystical to make him worth it. Um, then, uh, mentored by the trench coat brigade, 
Give Tim Hunter a free action and choose an adjacent friendly character with the mystical keyword and one or more action tokens. Tim Hunter can use the power possessed by the uh, chosen character until the beginning of your next turn. Um, it's very similar to the power that uh, the White Lantern Kyle Rayner had, where they actually had to be seen, so they don't even have to use that power with this with Tim Hunter. They just have to have an action token, and you well, can choose any power. Let's see how many mystical characters are in the set. Um, let me scroll. It'll let's scroll way down. Damn. Pretty much One, half. They're like all the SRs. Four, five, six. Fourteen, and then all the chases. fourteen, and then all the chases. Like there, there's options. As Harry said, I can see where he's coming from. Um, if you have a very good team to play him with, he's he's well, very the ones useful. the ones that do have the most keywords are ones that have really great powers though. So he yeah. is getting lots of good powers. And then off of if them. he hits that last click, mm. oh, if he hits the last click, he's worth a hundred. <laughs> well, also on that mentor by the trench brigade. It's not standard powers. It's the powers possessed yeah. by the chosen character. Mm-hmm. Double which Constantine, is a, Which is a huge... Double-double, yeah. double, son. Get you some double-double. Four props. <laughs> and then yours can't be targeted. <laughs> uh, the god click you're talking about so much is... Nice uh, rolling. <laughs> he has 11 um, movement running shot, 12 attack on a special power. Tim Hunter can use energy shield deflection, probability control, pulse wave... Super senses and willpower. Man, an outwit would really suck. <laughs> uh, he has 18 impervious and 4 perplex. He doesn't have a stop click, and that's the biggest issue at that point. But if they hit him for 3 damage and he gets there, they're going to wish they hadn't. Yeah. Or 2, and then you push him onto it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and he is 6 range, one, 1 damage. I mean, if they are the kind of character who's running super senses and has mystics or something, you might be willing to take that hit. It's not like he loses any power. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point, too. Um... If if either one I'd say I'd have to pull would be Martian Manhunter at 100 points. That was my he's on my list too. I God, love God him. for 100 points. At yes. 100, he's great. He's he's very glass cannony too, like a lot of figures we've talked about because he has uh, only four clicks. But the thing is, he he has traded phasing, shape change, and stealth. Hey Hunter, got the police team ability. He also has police team ability. A ring shot, precision, super senses, and prob control. Oh, him and DU agent wouldn't get along anyway because he already has still. But so there's so much range in this set uh, and calculator that police team ability can just just mess somebody's day up. And I haven't seen very many aside from Superman, obviously. Uh, I haven't seen very many figures that see through stealth in this set. Yep. So he no. he really would be really good for sealed Martian Manhunter. That is. Austin, who's your number two? Um, I like Blight. Yeah, uh, Blight and Sealed. <laughs> Blight and Sealed is a I was joke. looking at this guy and I was like, it, it seems silly that you would only play him on your team, but there's a lot of teams that are going to have trouble dealing with this And son of a not bitch. to mention, once again, if you're playing a 400 point game, I don't understand. Um, Blight is 272 points. He opens with Phasing, Pulse Wave, Imperv, and Outwit with 10 for movement, 11 attack, 18 defense, 4 damage. That's cool. Um, down dolly drops into charge, exploit blades, that's pretty cool. Then mind control, sidestep, poison, invul, outwit. Yeah, but what makes him really good is these freaking traits. Um, Black Mare Curse, when he's dealt penetrating damage, it can be reduced. Once per turn, an opposing character can be given a free action to deal one unavoidable damage, and that character ignores this ability till your next turn. I am... I, normally you don't like putting things in your opponent's hands. I'm totally fine with that. If they want to take that unavoidable, especially... 
Excuse me. Especially with so many characters that have uh, glass jaws almost in this set, or people that are playing half dial where their values drop really quick. Yeah. I mean, heck, let them take that chance. Um, and then his other trait is this evil didn't choose me, I chose it. Once per turn, when a KO click on this dial is revealed, instead of being KO'd, heal him equal to any further damage remaining to be taken. So stupid. If there is no further damage, KO this character. This ability can't be ignored. It's so stupid because you're better playing him as a one-man army. (laughs) Because they can't split the damage up. Yep. So they have to hit him for exactly to ride him out, or he's not Or they have to burst him in one turn with, like, four characters. It's so stupid. We know what all the uh, relics do yet. No. Uh, I thought we knew. I, what... I haven't looked at all of them yet. I, I haven't looked in a few days, but I know we knew most of. I them. I know there's a lot of sidestep. Um, yeah, almost all of them. I think give one of them gives steel energy. All of them. All of them are sidestep, and what's the other? I thing? think willpower, isn't it? Sidestep and willpower. I think it's sidestep and willpower, and then one. one He'd be easily thing. just any of the uh, relics, phase him up on it, and just try to pick it up. Yeah, here they all are. Well, most of them. Seven. Or yeah, they are all there. Uh, energy shield sidestep. I think they're all energy shield sidestep. No, they're no, all sidestep. They're all sidestep. Okay. Huh. This is for the relic side, though. We don't know what the resource side will uh, be. That is really good there. Energy sidestep. You can replace your attack value with one of its targets' attack value. That's why I said, just start looking on Blight. Yeah, Blight, I mean, it, unless you just really hate playing one-man armies, I think he's worth playing. He really, He's one of the few one-man armies that I'll actually suggest in a sealed environment. He can be outwitted. That's worth that's, noting. Yeah, that's exactly but it. But his things are traits. He has outwit himself, though, so if you get the pacing right, you can... It, in, he has phasing. If you if they do move up and get the pacing on your outwit, phase your ass back, re you know kind of reset. Thing, phase yourself in a position that's really hard to get to, clear, and then move in and outwit the outwit you know at the right time, yeah. and you can get back on the the pacing of the and outwit. The thing, my favorite part about him though has to be the fact that if an opponent crits at the most inopportune time, it could ruin him. <laughs> But uh, his big weakness actually comes down to Precision Strike, because if they have a character with Precision Strike to get through that last click of Invil, it'll kill him. Because that'd just be one damage. Right? Well, unless they have a four damage or something, but yeah. yeah. I mean, like, that's the only thing I can think of is pinging him down with Precision Strike. Yeah, he's gonna be pretty damn good. He's gonna, he's gonna, he's be, gonna annoy the shit out of some people. Give me a piece that a lot of players are gonna complain about at first when they first play him. And Monster and Mystical, two of the biggest abused keywords in the game. Yeah. Well, you guys mentioned all mine. I also had, though, I had Zatanna, who I think is pretty solid. But I also surprisingly like Dr. Light Prime. I do too. Yes. He's a common prime. You're, you might actually pull him. I like him. He's a, he is 108 points a little bit much, but I really like this range and the psychic blast he's got eight range with running shot and then the 10 attack psychic blast super senses and shape change my favorite power combo and a trait at the beginning of your turn you may roll a d6 if you do replace his speed value with the result plus his printed speed value until your next turn up to a 16 you're guaranteed at least one so i mean you're talking about crossing the board on turn one with and a running range, shot. Eight range, blast. eight running shot. No, that's worse. Because yeah. uh, if you remember Rasputin, it's a replacement value. You choose the replacement value. So you running shot, you replace, then you replace it with his printed plus the D6. What? That was the big ruling on Rasputin. When they basically had the same power. They're both repl- running shot and that power are both replacements. 
So yeah, you, they're both replacements. So he can have, have actually have a sixteen movement running shot. But the thing is, no, they they you could, but they they basically prefaced it because if you look at, at the, the beginning, beginning of your turn, at the beginning of your turn, you may roll a d six if you do replace. That's so this kicks in first before running shot kicks in. Oh, it's the beginning. Okay, yeah. I see that now. Otherwise, yeah. it would work. They, out, otherwise, that would be ridiculous. Exactly they, I see that now. They fixed it from. So Rasputin. let's say worst situation, he's going to be an eleven before running shot. That'd be a six square running shot. Best situation, he's going to be a 16, so, so an 8 square. So he's going to be anywhere from a 6 to an 8 square running shot, and then 8 range on top of that yeah. with no perplexes involved. And That's again, a 14 to class. 16 range threat radius. And then what's he pick up down dial? <laughs> His last two clicks, 5 and 6, he has phasing and then a special defense power, impulse wave, but phasing and then a special defense power, energy shield deflection. If he's been given a move action this turn, he can use regen as a free action. Hey guys, and I don't, phasing regen is a very annoying combination. I don't know if any of you guys remember this vision from Chaos War that was fucking annoying as shit. But this guy is like a worse version of, or a much more like better version. Of him. I also like the fact that his two 18. middle dials have invincible. He's got an eighteen invincible and a seventeen invincible on clicks three and four. So unless they outwit, they're gonna hit him onto that regen yep. phasing or uh, yeah phasing regen thing. So I really like him too. Out of the primes, I think he was my favorite. As far as for yeah. sealed, for sealed, I think he's really good. All right, so thoughts of the set it, as a whole for sealed. I pretty balanced, I think. I think it's a great. I as I said before, I love the way they set it up, where all the cheaper pieces tend to be all the cheaper and less complicated ones are between common and rare, and you hit the really big guys in the super rare slot. But the other thing I like about this set a lot for sealed that I loved in Iron Man was we're gonna have relics in the boxes. Because a single good relic can substantially change how your team's played or your chances in a match. Um, especially like if you get if your if your tournament allows yeah if your tournament allows relics it's not everybody say. does. Yeah. Um, I like it. I mean the chases the chases the super rares and the primes are all the kind of pieces I want at those slots. Uh, you know, outside pun not intended until I just thought about it. Outside of WizKids giving us three outsiders. They really did an amazing job with this set. I love oh, I this agree. set as a whole. It's great. It's one of the best sets they've done in a long time. Uh, and that's saying something because last year was lots of great sets. Um, I, but yeah, for sealed, I think this is one of the best constructed sealed sets they've done. Because like you said, you got a lot of cheap, pretty simple to play pieces in the common and commons, and then you got the specialty guys on the super rares, the ones oh. that you're not going to pull many of anyway. Yes, yeah. and then we got a shit ton of generics, which is always great for sealed. And then you have. A couple viable one-man armies, which is always fun to have in your sealed environment. It's fun to have be able to say my whole team went up against a blight, you know, Freaking, or up the, against the Superman at full points. Or who's or the whoever. guy that was Invincible Iron Man that was super rare? Nef- Count Nefaria. Count Nefaria. That was a fun piece. Like I feel like I'm gonna get that out of some of these super rares when I play them. I think that was our match, Count Nefaria. Yeah, I remember that. No, Count Nefaria versus Count Nefaria. That was a bullshit match. It was Pulse Wave War, and uh, Harry failed miserably. He just kept missing. Yeah. Uh, so what about the set as con- as far as constructed or just a- as a whole? There are quite a few pieces in the set I think have meta potential, especially the chases and relics. I think, yeah, the chases meta potential is pretty freaking high. And as much as they said that it wasn't going to be, I'm pretty sure White Rabbit's going to be able to be broken in the meta somewhere. She has the potential. Poten- that's, yeah, that's what for I mean, potential. Sure. And they said that it wouldn't. 
they said the super rare is going to be something, or the super ultra chase is going to be something that is not going to be a meta piece. Then why did you give it special powers that no other things in the game have? I also want to say I'm very unhappy with the ultra chase choice because it's an unclicked figure for one. Two, it feels like they picked it just for the joke of the slot number almost. And then it's just, I don't know, it's an uninteresting piece to me. I feel like they could have gone with an alternate Batman or Superman or anything, and it would have been more collectible, and it would have been I'm a cooler idea. I'm glad they didn't. If it was Batman, I'd have to freak If it was Batman, it. Harry would have to... I don't want to talk about the things Harry would have to do, because I would pull it in my first booster. Harry would be my prison bitch for the next year. I'll pull out my you pocket. Can, You'd be, be holding on to my pocket. I'm holding your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to call up our friend, and we're going to uh, have a guest for Bad Samaritan and for a, a little other little speech he's going to talk about. So I want to tell something funny because at Toys R Us the other day I saw them selling Bad Samaritan box copies. Alright, so we have on the line Skylar Galley and Skylar, you guys may remember I think it was two weeks ago. Yeah, because Clip Show was last week. We were talking about that High Father there was, there was a very good question raised on the rules forums about High Father and about would carrying him break the pact and and uh, there was some, a lot of us, myself included, was thinking, huh, I can't believe I never thought about that. Like, it's taken us this long to think about this. So Skylar messaged me afterwards and was like, hey, that's me you guys are talking about. And um, volunteered to explain it for everybody, exactly what it is, how it works, and how you can use it in your match. So Skylar's going to talk about how that works and also is going to stick around and play some Bad Samaritan with us. So, Skylar, thanks, thanks for being on the show, first of all. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So, explain to the good people exactly what the rules question is in the first place in case they haven't heard, good. and then it kind of break down rules-wise, get into the nitty-gritty of exactly how it works. So, the, the question was pretty simple. Just if your opponent has High Father and you only have two characters and the pact has been initiated, if one of those two characters is carried... Would that end the pact? Because in the pact it states if your opponent only has one character on the map. So with the the turtle situation, the turtle ruling that that happened a little little ways back, where if you know Casey Flash can run around the map carrying turtle and turtle's trait doesn't it isn't triggered, that kind of led me down this this path of well, would, what else would that affect? And kind of led to this high father question. Interesting. Yeah, because Matt played the KC Flash Turtle against me, and I had Hunter rule against him, and then we realized that, oh crap, he actually could have been doing that to me the whole yeah, time. Yeah, I never never would have thought about that had I not seen it, and I was hearing this, you know, KC Flash carrying Turtle around, and I'm looking through the pack, and I'm not seeing anything in carry that's, you know, if you look at just the pack, the character actually never leaves the map, but there's a player guide entry that was pointed out to me that... Uh, when a character is carried, they are removed from the map. Right. And and that's kind of what what got me on this. Yeah, it definitely makes sense rules-wise. Like, I, as I said, as soon as I heard it, I was like, damn, that's pretty simple. I can't believe I never thought about that. I can't believe come up. original I... post on, on HC Realms, I, would, I think I ended it with something along the lines of, well, I'm sure kind of everybody knows this, but thought I'd pass it along for those that don't, and it just kind of blew up into a thing. It makes me think of my other favorite, uh, the shenanigans with uh, the DC 10th Catwoman. People were using with the utility belt before yeah, they yeah. changed it. Yeah. They would carry her around, have uh, with 
have a figure with plus two stats, she would be off the map. They'd hit somebody, move back. She'd go adjacent to them, and then they wouldn't have to turn the utility belt because they couldn't use it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that's yeah. when that errata came in. Yep. So the 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 moral of the story for you clicks listeners out there, especially if you're new, is break everything. There's always a way to break something. <laughs> in this. this is a very breakable game. Chaos. Yeah. Yeah. But it. Uh, w- I can- WizKids usually fixes it fast. Oh, you're fine. I was just going to say, WizKids does usually fix it pretty relatively quickly in their defense. My cousin is actually, it's it's his fault for all of you High Father lovers out there. Mm -hmm. Um, He had played the High Father, Hope Summers, get two tachyons on the map, heal them up thing against me. And uh, that's what's kind of got me wondering, how do I get around this? And... Unfortunately, I broke the meta while doing it. Well, when you when you play a team as nasty as what your cousin was playing, I think he's asking for it. All of a sudden, that, the team idea gives me an idea. <laughs> the, the karma train. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. He had it coming. All right, so speaking of Bad Samaritan, we have a new format. So a couple people have um, given us feedback on Bad Samaritan and said sometime they lo- most almost everybody has said they love it and they really, really like it. Thank you, because um, I invented it entirely with no help from anybody whatsoever. You did not invent it. <laughs> Anyways, awesome as usual. Uh, but a couple of people have brought up a good point that sometimes it takes too long on each individual answer. And it's a it's a difficult game for me to... When I initially created it, I didn't really think about that, about how long it really can take. And on air, it can seem like a long time. So what we kind of want to do is we want to do a time limit on each round, but unfortunately when you do that, this game is already really hard as it is. I am totally fine with a time limit on the round. <laughs> because there are thousands of potential choices that we could be you know, making. So what we want to do is make it harder by implementing the time uh, requirement, Restrain. but we're also making it easier by adding more free plays to the spins, basically. So what I've done is I've adjusted the board a little bit um, basically number 1 through 16 is going to be what it always was but instead of having one free play where if it comes up we get to pick whatever we want we have four free plays all right so from number now from number 17 to number 20 if either if any of those come up we get to pick it again we get to pick whatever we want okay i would like to bring up that this week's bad samaritan choices are actually brought to us by a close friend and former guest of the podcast Matthew White He's given me three suggestions to throw at you guys this week, so if they if they fall flat, it's not my fault this time. It's your fault. <laughs> and I think what we're gonna try, we may we'll experiment. If this seems too long as well, um, then we can change it. But I think what we'll do is thirty seconds, a maximum of let's let's go a minute and a half and see if that's enough or too long. That's fine. Let's do a minute and a half per round on that's before we have to spout out a guess. At a minute and a half, everybody has to say a word or or, or if they haven't already. All right, so Skylar told us he's bad at Bad Samaritan, but hey, True we need, story. We need all the help negative. we can get. If you're bad at Bad Samaritan, you're good at being a Samaritan, so therefore... I'm all right, I'll take that. <laughs> well, the good thing is it's strength in numbers on this game. The more people we can get pit up against Austin, the better. We get more guesses, and, and we can hopefully narrow down the choices. So if you're listening at home and you haven't played, there will be three different figures. All of them are Batman. Austin knows what they are. We do not... Skylar, Harry, and I are going to try to guess what they are before time runs out. Time will run out if after three rounds of clues have been given, we still haven't guessed the correct answers, then Austin wins. 
we keep, but we're started keeping up with it month by month. So far in February, because we had the clip show last week, uh, we only had one week of Bad Samaritan. So right now the score is Austin one, others two. I don't like the others part. I think it should be individual because then you'd be two, Drew would be zero. Uh, no, it's others. Because <laughs> I want to feel good as long as I beat Drew. It's Austin against the world. Because then I'm at the bottom. I'm fine with being the middle in the man sandwich. I'm not fine with being the bottom. Okay, I'm just going to leave that one alone. <laughs> <So. laughs> this is the man who ate two burritos earlier. Hey, hey two burritos. Two, two floppy burritos. <laughs> <laughs> with white cheese all what over What other way face. are you supposed <laughs> to have burritos? So right now the score is uh, two to one us, and we got to keep we got to keep on the positive side of things. If we can shut out Austin today, then he will for sure have lost February. There will be no way he can win next week. So let's let's go for a shutout. After a lonely let's Valentine's Day, We're after a lonely Valentine's Day, already lost February anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So figure number one, our first round of guesses, we have number. Come on, you can do it. Twenty free play already off the bat. And number four. So number four is named keyword. Go ahead and give us that. Arkham Asylum. All right, and then we'll let our guest pick our free play. So you can choose. We can choose any of these that you want, Skylar. Team ability, point value, generic keyword, set name, rarity, um, set number, point value. All right. One fifteen. One fifteen. Arkham Asylum. That's right around the point value. A lot of them are, so that doesn't narrow. Yeah, that's why I was totally <laughs> fine with that one. Who is it? Harry? I think with Harry and I in the room, though, we will get this one. That's almost a given. We I know this is like this. a rigged team for this. Yeah, we will get it. Is the clock counting now? How many uh, points was the Arkham Origins Bane? Was he one twenty something or He's one twenty on the dot, I, I believe. Know. I do smell Arkham Origins, though. I do think it's Arkham. Yeah, that's, do you smell that's Arkham what I was Origins? thinking. I do. I, I wanted to go with the Killer Croc, but I'm fairly certain none of them are 115. And I forgot to start a timer, so I'm going to go 60 seconds on this one instead of 90. Hmm. <laughs> Trying to remember how many Black Mask was. 100. Yeah, I think. I think oh, there's the other one, though, too. Wasn't he cheaper, though? The, uh, the Streets of Gotham one or the Batman set one? I can't remember how many points he was. He was Streets of Gotham. I thought he was cheaper than 100, but maybe not. I thought he not. was, too. So what you guys are thinking, when are we going to hire like a nice pretty girl to sit in? The Shiva, was, the the Shiva was 90, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's not. yeah under 100. Firefly? Uh, that's about what he is. Go ahead with that if you Firefly. want. Firefly. It's Firefly. All right, there we go. I was going to say, yeah, you're not getting away with Arkham Origins. Yeah, I, that's not getting past. <laughs> I was hoping you guys were going to get off the Arkham Origins page. I thought it was soon as I said Firefly, he just... No, I was trying to fake he, the look at no, you. No, you did, you did a neck I accidentally screwed it up, yeah. Score one for the world. All right, starting <laughs> over. Figure number two. We got we got lucky. We got some good freaking clues on that right off the bat. We got eight and number ten, which is range and number of bolts and a name of special power on the opening click. Corporal Punishment, six range, one bolt. Corporal Punishment. Arkillo. No. Damn. Didn't we already do a lockup? Doesn't mean I can't do, do it, it again. again. Is it lockup? It's not lockup. Damn. I really thought that <laughs> was <laughs> the clock. <laughs> Sorry, we'll do 60 seconds again. 
He had a trait very similar to that. I <laughs> thought I thought maybe that's what Arkham's uh, Arkillos um, yeah. where they can keep doing attacks. I thought that's what I'm it was so glad called. you got special it's power. Something similar to that, yeah. Does Sinestro have one like that too? No, or is it Parallax? Not, not any of the current ones. What was the range number bolt? Six. Oh yeah, and I forgot to preface this with everything's modern age. Okay, yeah. so six and one bolt. Yep. Oh, so only you know eighty percent of clip modern yeah. age. Yeah, in about three or four months, it'll get easier. <laughs> <laughs> to be to be fair, if I allowed Silver Age, you guys would be screwed. Oh yeah, me me especially. Corporal punishment. Ten seconds. You got a guess, Skylar? No. Throw out one. Batman's a safe bet. Yeah, Batman. <laughs> it's totally Batman. Alright. <laughs> two to one, Austin. Alright. Wave two of clues gives us number seven and number 14. Rarity and opening defense power. Toughness. Uh, I can't tell what this rarity is. Um, rare. It's a rare. That does not narrow it down. Rare, toughness, six range, corporal punishment. Waller? No. Good guess, though. The silence is beautiful. I really don't know corporal punishment. That's throwing me off. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like it would be either like a vigilante or a. Uh, I would think yeah, like I was a soldier. Thinking about Punisher uh, from Deadpool, but I think he's an uncommon. Yeah, he's uncommon. Yeah, he is uncommon. I love when you guys give me like clues that allow me to just freaking throw you away. <laughs> yeah, the six range one bolt doesn't help at all. Nope. <laughs> corporal punishment. Two-Face? No. Good guess. What though. about the guy from Deadpool in the white suit? Flag Smasher? Does no. he have the power called yeah, Corporal yeah. Punishment? I know he's I a rare. Know. He's a rare, isn't he? Yeah. Or maybe he's uncommon. Does he have range? Yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure he, he does. Pulse. He picks up Pulse Wave. Or the okay. other one I was thinking of was Paladin, but I don't think he has power called Corporal Punishment, but he's a rare with six range, one bolt, toughness on top click. There's also Mercy from... Deadpool, the main set one. Yeah, but she doesn't have toughness. Oh, you're right. I thought about her, too. Mm. This is our second round, right? This is the second round, yeah. I'd go with Flag Smasher. Well, I don't. I already guessed. I guessed uh, Waller. Do you have a guess, Skyler? Mine would, would have been Mercy. Okay. Mercy also? Yeah. Okay. All right. And then last round. That's our last chance. Come on, give us a free play. All right, we got a free play. And number four. We already did. No, we didn't do named for this one, did we? Nope. Named keyword. Aim. Ooh. Ooh. All right, what do we want for our free play? Here are your guests today, too. What do you, what do you want for free play? The set. The is, set? Yeah, isn't this on there? Yeah, it's on there. I was a set. All right, here you want set. I want trade, but you want... Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3. Okay, I cannot remember which one it is. It's either one of... Rare toughness. There's only five oh, of them. Brant. It's Brant. Yeah. Whew. <laughs> I was gonna be so sad if this one got by you, just because like 
Keyword and the just another day trait would have freaking thrown. No, that's up why his pick set is like, I'm pretty sure this is Iron Man 3. Yeah. All right, last figure. We got 12 and 20. 20 is a free play. 12 is opening movement power. I want to start the clock. Uh, or I'll start after you. Charge. Charge and, oh, shit, we got to pick free play. Uh, <laughs> I'll pick trait. Uh, I can earn their trust. Ooh. <sighs> charge and I can earn their trust. Atomica's a, stealth top click we just talked about her isn't she yeah she has two different ones though the... Atomica it's not Atomica Damn. isn't somebody there's in... three different Atomicas isn't there I thought there was one on the OP kit oh no that's Roy Harper yeah. isn't there somebody in Slosh one of the Teen Titans that has that sure <laughs> he goes with Slosh a lot he uses Slosh a lot because he be knows fair, we there's don't... a lot of confusing he shit he knows we don't know it. <laughs> That's why it feels Rose like... Rose Wilson. No. Good guess, oh, though. I like that guess. Um, that's why it feels over here. I'll go with something that's not Slosh. I'll go with Deadpool. It feels better. <laughs> what is it now? Uh, I can... I can, I can earn, earn their trust. trust. And what was our other clue? Uh, what was the other question? Oh, it was... Opening movement power. Oh, charge. Oh, charge. What does Tara have? I think she has running shot, but you can that. She, I've already guessed that would make sense for her trait. I think she, I don't think she has charge. I, I, can't she, I don't think she has charge. I think because she has she something like that too. Yeah, it just feels like the slosh sets me for some reason. What's the name of the trait again? I can earn their trust. I'm looking at it as a traitor type thing. It may not yeah. be that. Yeah, maybe yeah. Somebody's just trying to prove themselves. Copycat, well, maybe? You know you know what? I think it's a uh, Captain America Winter Soldier piece. Ooh, that's a good one, too. Who? No, that one dude wasn't in it. Charge with that. You got a, you have a guess, Skylar? Agent 13, but I, she doesn't open with charge. Nope. And I don't even think she has charge. That right. would have been a good guess. Well, we got 17 and 12. Uh, 17's a free play as well. and op- oh, We already did opening movement power, so let's do... Uh, we can't do two free plays on the same clue. That's a rule. I, I... Okay, so set name and then a free play. So first give us a set name. Teen Titans. <laughs> Alright, so we have a free play. Now, Tara was thrown up and she is in Teen Titans. We could say something that would basically negate her from being... She was a rare. I think she was. Um, what else? She did not have a team ability, though. We could go with team ability. Team ability. I know she did not have a team ability. Yeah. We got... What was the other one? Charge? I really don't think she had a charge, so though. Either, I'm telling you, she doesn't she have a charge. She like that. I would almost go rarity or... I can earn their charge, trust, set team number. titans. Let's go set number, because you already know the set. 37B. Ravager. Yeah. When you said set, I was like, fuck. <laughs> Rose Wilson. Was, Rose I Wilson was, was close. close. And that I was so happy you said that because then that throws you off the Ravager trail. But when I had to say freaking B for the prime, I was like, damn it. Rarity probably would have got me too. I was hoping he was going to say team ability because he doesn't have a team ability. He'd be like, Tara. Well, Austin has officially lost. For the month of February. At both his love life and at Bad Samaritan. <laughs> um, 
I I like the new format. I think we'll the time really here, adds. Here's bit. what we'll do. We'll we'll stick with the we'll stick with ninety seconds, and then if we find that we're just knocking them out all the time with all these replays, then we'll cut it down. But for now, I think we'll do ninety seconds, and yeah. we'll we'll go from there. Well, Skyler, thanks for helping, bud. Thanks for having me on. And thanks for coming on and explaining everything for the good people. Oh, you bet. What's good? Good talk with you guys. Good people, and I just do not know if that's what the title we want to give them. Most of our people that <laughs> listen to this show are good people. Have you seen what they did when they had my phone number for a week on <laughs> Austin wants to keep thinking that it makes him feel better if he thinks that if everybody's, I think everyone's just like, like me. Him. <laughs> it's not true. Phone numbers and you couldn't get a date for Valentine's I know, Day. right? That's a good well, point. Well, no, there was date options out there for him. He just... I'm very picky. <laughs> Gotta be... Floppy burritos. <laughs> only the floppy. Only the floppiest. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks, Skyler. Thanks All a right, ton, thank man. you, guys. All right, guys. Unfortunately, Harry had to leave us. He had to go take care of some kids. He has responsibilities that adults have aside from Austin and I. We, We're a large man And Drew, for sure. Uh, I have a wife. That's about as far as my responsibilities go. And, and a cat. Drew and, and, and Austin. <laughs> Drew and Austin have absolutely nothing <laughs> Aside from feeding themselves. And and playing it. World of Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, we're going to move into community. I bet that's where Drew's at right now. <laughs> I want to I kick community off with a couple, actually three, three or four little special notes just to briefly talk about. One, the music intros. You may have noticed on that episode, I think it was 82, and on today's as well, I'm going to edit in. So, uh, trying out some music intros or some special intros. I will be probably switching them up from episode to episode trying to find things that fit trying to see if i like them even in the first place it's just something i'm testing out uh, may not even keep them in for the long haul for sure it's just something that i'm kind of experimenting with um so keep that in mind as far uh another you know that brings me up i like you guys' feedback on everything whether it's positive or negative uh about anything, you know, you guys' feedback is really why we're making changes to Bad Samaritan, and I think they're changes for the better. I agree. And that goes with everything for the podcast. You know, if a, if a lot of you guys are vocal and you say, uh, if after three or four weeks of us doing the of the uh, music intros to the different sections of the podcast, you had uh, the vast majority of you guys dislike them, then we won't do them. If a lot of you guys message me and say you do like them, then we'll keep them in, you know. But the whole reason we do this podcast is not because you. we love it, honestly. I mean... Hey, I love it. I mean, I enjoy it. I'm not <laughs> saying... That's not what I was trying to say. I'm just saying we really do, like, just do it because people listen. If if we only got 50 listens an episode instead of 4,000 or however many it is, uh, we wouldn't be doing this every week. I can tell you that much right now. It's a lot of work and... Yeah, I have to pay for the you know the monthly dues and for the bandwidth and everything. So the whole reason we do this is because of you guys. So we do want you guys' feedback. We know you guys enjoy it, and uh, we feedback is appreciated, but too negative is hurtful. Is it? <laughs> I have has, a very I have a glass heart. Austin has thin skin. That's I have why very I, thin skin I read the emails. And glass bones. There are lots of shit talking Austin emails we get that I just delete. <laughs> Before Austin can see there's it. there's a mailbag and there's the hate bag and the hate bag is ninety nine point nine percent me. On the yeah, I have a separate folder. <laughs> when one pops up, I just hit I hit that folder button and it moves it to the Austin. Hate and then he sends them to folder. me. He writes them all out by hand on postcards and sends them to me in the real mail. On the topic of of fans, mail. <laughs> no, of of fans and of you guys, I've gotten some offers from not from you guys from. 
companies uh, wanting to do advertising on podcasts. If those of you guys who listen to other podcasts, you've probably heard um, other guy, other podcasts do brief advertisements for certain companies and stuff. I've, I apparently we've sponsored we, by Chippendales. Apparently, <laughs> apparently we get enough listens now where we're starting to make some headway on that stuff. Where I've had some offers, people who offer you know to give us X amount of money per listen to, if we advertise on the show. I I really don't want to do that though. I mean. <sighs> But money, Hunter. It's not like but a money. significant amount of money. And I'm doing all the work. You just show up and talk for about an hour. And <laughs> I know. Half. That's why I'm saying but money, Hunter. But uh, as again, this is about you guys. It's not about us trying to make money off of this. Um, but it did give me an idea where I don't really want to do advertisements for things that aren't gaming related. I agree. If you guys had, like if somebody, if you guys run an online click store... Or you uh, want to even just want to promote a big event that's coming up that you're trying to push, try to make some money for your store or something. Or again, especially if you have like an online click store or something. Um, or if uh, probably not, but any if any of the bigger stores like Cool Stuff or Troll and Toad or anything like that listen to this podcast and they want us to advertise for them uh, weekly, we would be interested in do something like that. If it, as long as it's clicks or gaming related, we, I'm not against advertisements. Or, or Taco Bell, or food related. Or anything, and we don't have to get paid in cash, we can get paid. I will be paid in soft tacos all day, every day. We can or, take, you or know. Or Trident Layers, I take Trident Layers. We can take gift cards, or discounts on stuff, or whatever, but if that interests <laughs> any of you guys, you know, it's, and it's gaming related, then we'll, I'm open to that, or, or something that helps me pay at least the bandwidth, so that I'm at least not losing money on the podcast, I guess I should say. But you're trading money for love, Hunter, isn't that worth it? That's really because everyone always tells you you can't buy you know, love. That's bullshit. what life, life is in a nutshell. It's <laughs> just trading, trading money, money for love. love. <laughs> that's the Dial H philosophical quote of the day. New segment coming to. <laughs> Let's get into some mailbag. Mark Morris sent us an email back on the ninth, and it's it's pretty long. I'm just gonna hit kind of the. The top notes here. He says, "Hello, gentlemen." I'm using that term loosely, because again, Drew is the freaking not CEO a of my company. Walks into my office almost every day, and he's like, "Gentlemen," and I use that term loosely. Says the exact same thing to me every day, and it's starting to hurt my feelings. He gives us some praise on loving Bad Samaritan. He says it may be his favorite segment. The game's cool, but I mostly love the shit talking and pure enjoyment I can hear in Drew's voice when you guys can't figure it out. And way to go on figuring out that Spider-Man. Those clues are all over the place. I love, that was probably one of my favorites. He says um, he knows we're testing out music for the transitions, but he doesn't especially dig it. Um, he says, what about a contest to have your fans pick the audio choice for segment transitions? That's something I will keep in mind. At Once we've been experimenting with some things, maybe we will eventually do that, um, uh, Mark. Um, he was asking about, he said, I haven't participated in your either of your contests yet. Where do I go to see those? Well, for one, if you go, if you guys, for anything related to us, the, everybody listening, go to our Podbean page. It's dial H for Hero Clicks, all spelled out, not the number four, all spelled out, all one word, dial H for Hero Clicks dot Podbean dot com. That is our website. That's what I pay bandwidth for. All of our information can be found on there. Every single episode has all of the links. 
if I if while we're listening or talking or while you are listening you you hear me say you can find details on this in the podcast description this is where you go dial h4heroclicks.podbean.com uh, you will also as I back to Mark's question you will see the URLs for the best builds and the dial designs there on the podcast description as well as tons of useful links related to stuff we talk about that day and you will find them on Reddit on the HeroClick subreddit and usually on HC Realms as well. He has a he has a big question, he says. My question is about the question you guys answered and the ability to use friendly mind control on the new Batman piece to activate his utility belt special power and then stack that with another use of the friendly mind control. He says, to be honest, mind control confuses the hell out of me. But this scenario seems the same as what happened at the Majestic ROC, and he brings up, he kind of explains it. Um, I do want to bring this back up because apparently... I th- no, I was right. I think people misunderstood the original guy's question in the first place. So to to bring it back up very quickly, the question was: Bat- Batman can his power reads. He can be given a free action to choose the power. Yada yada yada. The free action lets you choose the power. It doesn't let you use it right away. Okay. The the guy's question was if he uses mind control with one of his friendly guys, can he choose again and then use the power? That second part of the question is why I said no. His question wasn't, can I use mind control to change them? Yes, you can. But what Austin and I were saying was, that counts as your free action. Using the mind control to use Batman's utility belt again, that immediately ends your Batman. Did you change the powers? Yes. And there are certain circumstances where I could see myself using that. Maybe you, at the beginning of your turn, you choose that man's powers, you psychic blast somebody, now you want to go defensive mode. Black Talon, your Black Talon mind controls your Batman, switches it to shape change. If you really, really wanted to, you could do something like that. But you can't psychic blast with it, use the power, choose psychic blast, then Black Talon mind controls Batman. He switches to exploit and uses exploit as a free action. Switching requires a free action. That's why I said no to the question. Because the question was, can I switch and use it? Yeah. You could if you had multiple friendly mind controllers. But why would you want to? That's a lot of points and actions all sunk into one Batman who's really not that strong to begin with. Um, so, I'm glad Harry's not here. He would have just he would have gone upside your head right there. <laughs> I dare him. <laughs> First of all... The Batman's good, but it's probably spend, my favorite Batman. Spending yeah. like another hundred points of your team to get one extra attack out. I've spent far more really points stupid. for far less strategy. Garrett Pominville, I like the name. I don't know if it's real or not, but I like that last name. Emails us about complexity creep, which we talked about a couple weeks ago. He says you guys were recently talking about the problems with complexity creep. I just wanted to add that another reason that this is so bad for the game is because the complexity of the game seems too complicated, even for whiz kids. That's a good point. That's a good point. With War of the Light, we saw nine new resources and the addition of entities to make the game much more complicated. He's right and he's wrong. I wouldn't consider those nine unique yeah they're pretty much the same aspects but i get what you're going at at least the spectrum powers are pretty different and could do cause some issues so you're right and you're wrong Uh, but yeah entities is a good point entities are also just adding extra layers of confusion to the to the puzzle we have you know what i'm glad is kind of out of the window vehicles no one really plays them that much anymore because they were complicated as hell 
He says, this raised numerous questions about how these game elements would interact with other elements of the game. Most of those questions WizKids couldn't even answer during most of the Warlight Tournament series. On their rules forum for that period, they just kept an open post with various power battery questions that said, we are looking into these questions, please do not repost them. It wasn't until the final month of the tournament series that they finally codified. Yep. Bonus points for codified. I didn't know that was a real word. I learned yes, something new today. How Pulse Wave would affect the various Spectrum abilities. So my month five team played significantly different than my month six. Even then, their rulings do not seem to be consistent. In the ruling on pul- power batteries, Pulse Wave ignores all game effects used by a character with line of fire drawn to them, which means Pulse Wave does not get around Indigo Spectrum ability because it prevents line of fire from being drawn. But Pulse Wave does ignore toys attached to Toy Men, even though they are game elements used by the figure with a line of fire drawn to them by Pulse Wave. Even if they were able to somehow justify this, and it's a stretch that they would, it's completely counterintuitive. I'm the judge at our local venue, and I have no idea how to make this make sense to new players. Hell, I don't even know how to explain it to veteran players other than saying that's WizKids for you. Amen, brother. And now we have two new resources to look forward to that are going to use the same attachments on each resource, but presumably in different ways. What does the Sloth attachment do on Rock of Eternity as opposed to what does it do on Pandora's Box? And how are the all these new elements going to interact with everything else in the game? To my mind, it doesn't look like WizKids has learned any less on complexity creep. Keep up the good work, Nikolai. I no, I I agree. Here, it, it, the the main reason I wanted to read his email is discussing the uh, the Inconsistencies. rules. Yeah, yeah. And in, in fact, Harry and I were talking about this. I've been a HeroClix judge for a long time now. Actually, surprisingly, it's been a lot longer than it feels like for a few years now, a couple years now. Um, and I went pretty head deep. I pretty went pretty deep in it pretty quick, Gady, and I learned. Basically, almost every rule there is. I, I'm very well versed in the rules. Over the last couple months, basically ever since they came out with the, um, shortly after they came out with the website now for everything, I really haven't been able to de- devote as much time to brushing up all my rules uh, knowledge on everything. And I cannot tell you probably how many questions I would probably get wrong now. Because ever since they came out with the rules forums, they have changed their stance on a lot of shit. And you're right. They have contradicted themselves tons of times. I think the issue is, this is kind of, I'm trying to take up for them here. I think they're they're wanting to not start fresh, but I think they're kind of wanting to set a precedent with a lot of this stuff and then go from here. At least I, I hope that's what they're wanting to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think they, they're like, we have this new system. This is how we're going to do things from now on. And and if we have to change some of these to make them what we think we should have made them a long time ago, then so be it. And maybe we as players and judges, I'm speaking to my fellow judges out there, maybe we're in a strange place where we're having to relearn a lot of stuff that we thought we knew. And we did know, but now it's being changed and I, I wonder if it's it's not them just trying to kind of do a, I guess, a soft An reset. official database is what I think they're trying to build here. Because the yeah. big problem with Oranges on Realms, which, apologies, because there were some really good Oranges on Realms. They answered a lot of important yeah, questions. Sure. The problem is that I feel like a lot of those questions were answered once by a reply in a thread and then lost to time. Like, WizKids does not know it was ruled that way in the forums. So... 
it creates problems in the future when they address a similar question and it's a different judge answering it and they don't have something to compare it to. Well, it, that explains some of it, but it doesn't explain why they them, they've been contradicting themselves even on the That's new true. side. I think I I don't know. I'm trying to I'm trying to see their side of things and not be judgmental. That, that's kind of where I'm at. And on it. I, I want you know, let's give them a little more time. Let's see how it goes. Maybe they'll calm down with so much contradicting and changing things. Um, but unfortunately, like what I was starting to get at is even those of you guys who are in my shoes, where you've been a judge for a long time, you're very well judged versed on the rules. You've ran big tournaments like Big Rocks. Um, Gen Con and other things, I think we, sadly, we have to devote some time now to relearning these things, at least if you're going to be running any big event. And that's unfortunate because Harry brought up a good point when he and I were talking about it. He's not a, a, a judge, per se, but he's helped me out at a big rock event, and he's, stu- he's pretty well-versed on the rules. As far as my players, he's one of the more, you know, better, w- well-versed on the rules. And he brought up a good point is, you almost can't be a Heroclix judge these days without instant internet access. I mean, it, if a if a player asks me a question that's not a cut and dry answer, I have to look it up. I can't go off my previous knowledge anymore. You know, really, if I really want to know that I'm right, you have to be on their forum because they change so frequently, and that's a bad thing. But you know, as I'm saying, maybe this is a maybe this is just a, a period where. We need to let them get things set in stone, even if they're things that weren't previously how things worked, and maybe they'll build off of what they're setting in stone now. I don't know. I'm trying to be optimistic about it. I think the other thing people it kind of in, is kind of influenced by this is um, if you're planning on playing a team that pivots around a rule that you think is kind of a questionable rule, Make sure your judge kind of knows ahead of time and you provide sources and stuff. Because I do, I've known quite a few people have shown up at a venue, said, I'm going to play this team, this is how I'm going to play it. And then the judge is like, that's not how it goes. And either the judge is wrong or their sources weren't provided. And so it's either played incorrectly or it's just not known. So, I mean, as our part as players here is, if you have questions ask them and make sure your judge understands. Um, Because it is kind of a two-way street between players and judges. It's not just... um, You need to also respect... Yeah, you need to respect your judge's opinions on these things, too. So if your judge rules something some way and whatever, you you should go with it until it can be addressed at a future date. Uh, Another nice gentleman who didn't leave his name said a, a long email very similar to the one we just talked about where he feels like the game... He's been kind of a casual player here here since recently and he kind of brings up the same thing complexity creepy feels keeps a lot of players out of the game himself included at first and uh he's just kind of describing that whiskey or uh, hero clicks in general already has all of these it has special powers it has traits it has the powers in general just the standard powers if you really think about it can be very complicated to begin with yeah and Adding these extra things, adding resources, relics, ATAs, and stuff to the mix really pushes you away as a new player. The, the learning curve is so steep. And I think a lot of us, myself included, Tend to forget have that. forgotten how freaking steep the learning curve is when you first start. It is ridiculous. Well, I mean, it how, really is ridiculous. I've been trying to explain the game to a couple of new players these recent weeks, and it's like, you forget how complicated things like 
stealth or smoke cloud and stuff like that are to some new players who just aren't used to the game. Like, you kind of have to tear it out with explain stats and play some rounds explaining how stats interact. Yeah. Then you have to do colored powers, then special powers, then traits, then way down the line resources and stuff. Like, it it's weird. You kind of have to, like, teach a step-by-step class on how to play hero clicks. Super fan Eric Linnell has a few questions for us. Number one, what will meta players use for cheap filler when fear itself rotates and the scenario pack bystanders are retired? Why not use some of those sweet sentinel sentries that I use that have smoke cloud and barrier for free? I like those guys. Oh, man. 28 points, free barrier and smoke cloud, giant size that can carry. I like those guys. You got any other ideas? I don't really... I, I'm going to be blown. I don't really know much about a lot of the horde tokens and bystanders. I don't pay enough attention to them. Uh, Star Labs tech, if you can swing it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Pretty damn good. But then again, that would go against theme, so that's... Um, Silver Age tourneys, I think, will definitely... There's probably going to be some people looking at those uh, ghosts. Those, yeah, those Yu-Gi-Oh! Those ghosts those from the Yu-Gi-Oh! Number two, rumor has it that there's no map in the CSA Fast Forces. Do you think this is an anomaly, or will it be the norm in the future? Is there really it, no map in there? I don't know, but if it is, I'm honestly going to say it's probably an anomaly. Because if they are and they're charging full price, that's some shit. Yeah, because fast forces and fast forces are basically supposed to be like starter kits. They're the hey, I'm a new player, I want to play, and we're like pick up a fast forces. It's got your, it's got all the crap you need to start playing. So I mean, if they're excluding maps, that's well, gonna hurt it doesn't have all you need. The starter kits have all yeah. you need, but fast forces are a good starter. They point. have to have maps. That's yeah. baloney. If it, or if, if you don't want to, that's fine. But decrease the price because otherwise you're charging... I don't know how much you guys pay for your uh, Fast Forces, but I think they MSRP like 18 bucks or some shit. Like, to pay 18 bucks for six figures, you're paying $3 a figure for a plastic figure. That probably cost them about $0.08 cents to produce, maybe. That's some bullshit. I will stop buying Fast if there's no maps in there. That's what I buy them for is the maps most of the time. Number three, how many hero, superheroes do you think can fit into the Civil War film? So considering that it's going to be a lot of CGI, probably as many as they want to. It's all. It's kind of like the big thing about the Civil War film is that it's the pinnacle of leading out of Avengers 2 and all these other movies in the meantime. And I don't think the Civil War will happen and resolve in that one movie. I yeah, think it'll. What we were talking about the other day when we were looking at the timeline is right after Civil War, we have a gap where it's just cosmic movies for a while, and then Infinity War starts. So I think the Civil War movie will split the Avengers apart, and then at the beginning of Infinity War, it'll bring them back together to fight Thanos. Number four, who are your top five sidekicks of all time? Easy. You're going to say Robin, 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 Robin. Dick Grayson, Jason Todd, <laughs> Damian Wayne. Barbara Gordon, Stephanie Brown. Uh, I've never been a big fan of sidekicks. Oh, um, what? Come on, man. I, I don't know. I don't like mini versions of the hero running around with them. I like, I guess if you counted him, I like Rhodey a lot With in regards to having another person with him every now and then that shares a similar power set. But All right, in all seriousness, I'll go, I'll go Damien. I did like Damien a lot. Abe Sapien, if you want to consider him a sidekick. He's not really a sidekick, but I, I could kind of consider him a sidekick. Uh, uh, let's see. Um, Poyo from Chew. Cosmo the Wonder Dog. Mm. What are some other sidekicks? Who The guy from The Tick. 
the sidekick from Tick. Oh, what was uh, his name? Son of a bitch, Hunter, I hate you. Because yeah. this happened to us earlier. We were yeah. trying to think of somebody's name, and Him this happened. also. Hmm. I just can't think of many sidekicks off the top of my head. I think it's some more. Uh, that looks... Oh, Aries, one more question. Who do you think Peter Quill's dad will be in the new... In the MCU? Does I, he mean the... Do you mean the movie universe or the it'll be comic spark, it'll universe? It'll be Jason. Like, there's no way it won't be. Why Why wouldn't it be Jason? Because, like, the way they heavily hinted is that, like, they were paid to go find Peter. I don't see how you could think it'd be, like, anything else, really. But... Yeah, I'm confused by your question, Eric. Explain it. Because why wouldn't it be Jason? Your super fan status it will keep you from being super insulted here, but... No, no, I'm no, not. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying I, I literally don't understand why it wouldn't be Jason. I feel like I'm missing something. Uh, Patrick Fairball has a quick question. Is there a figure that always gave you guys trouble? Central. How did how did it feel to overcome that figure? Well, after WizKids nerfed him, <laughs> Centroid was my big one. I had never had a good game against that piece, and then after the multi-attack change, like it just feels so good to stomp him every single time. Now. Hmm. I can't really think of... I, one that gives me trouble, even though he's not like broken or anything, is Uruforge Absorb Man, and that's because it's luck-based. Yep. And it really for is. Hunter. For and Hunter. For me, that's really bad. Um... I did finally beat him. I did beat Austin's the other day, but it was hard. It was, it was difficult. Um, he says his is the Sniper Nest Winter Soldier. That is an annoying-ass piece to deal with. There's a guy at my venue that routine, routinely plays two of them. I played against them. I've at played against them. My very first event, and he didn't explain well how they worked very well. I lost him a couple more times after that before I finally defeated him this past Sunday, partly thanks to your YouTube video. All right, sweet. It was my most enjoyed victory yet. Also, I am working on something that I want to get you and your audience's options on when I'm ready to present it. I should be ready by next week. Sure, Patrick. Send that to us. Um, that brings up, I, I actually had not read the last part of this um, email, so I'm glad he reminded me about the YouTube channel. It, for those of you guys who are, have rules issues or whatever, or if you've never checked out our YouTube channel, it's been a very long time. Since I put any new content on there, because mainly because my cat broke my camera for one. What a dick. Number two, because I haven't had enough time. But I do, I we do have a lot of good content on that YouTube channel. I put in a lot of time, made some great videos, rules explanations on the rules explanations, like Patrick's talking about. He looked at the Winter Soldier one. I not only break down how it works rules wise, I also do on most of them give you some ideas of how to combat it if you're going up against it, uh, including the absorbing man video so in the m10 iron man and then on that note we're thinking about doing a trinity war unboxing it's going to depend on how everything plays out so if If you guys are interested in that let us know if we can get a camera we will for sure do trinity war unboxing all right and then let's check out facebook i know we have a couple small things um that while i'm thinking about it if speaking of music intros and everything if anybody out there makes music whether it's digitally or whatever Open and you source music's great you have yeah you have some music you would want to suggest uh, of your personal music to for the intro or outro to the show or anything like that let us know all right ruben has a drink suggestion for us we've done multiple drinks here on the podcast he says, I've been drinking Malta Goya since I was a little kid. I have had multiple people try it, and they either love it or hate it. It's in the Hispanic slash Goya algae I think in it the means store. oil and it auto-corrected. Okay. I was going to say, I don't know about drinking algae. 
in the store if you guys want to give it a shot. Next time I'm in that aisle, I'll check it out because every every time we go to the store, I tend to buy something random out of that aisle, uh, soda wise. Because there, there's some interesting sodas in that aisle. Malta Gore. All right. Well, if we can remember, we'll get it for next week's podcast. We'll drink it on air and we'll give our thoughts. Well, that reminds me. Jamie had me try butterscotch root beer this week. That sounds gross. It it was interesting. That sounds gross. It was interesting. <laughs> Brian Drake. So my so guys, my question this week. Hunter, I know you're a huge fan of Lord of the Rings and it seems in the wheelhouse of Austin and Drew. Although Drew is the picture of masculine perfection who might be above such fantasy. Does that extend to the books or mainly movie based? I'm a pretty big fan of the books. I'm a huge fan of the movies. The original three. I really, really love the movies. If books, have you read Tolkien's other stuff like the Silmarillion? Silmarillion. I always said Aurelian. Is it Aurelian? Silmarillion. Okay, yeah, I said it right. Silmarillion. Uh, yeah, I have read it, although it's been... God, I don't even freaking remember. It's so remember. long. It's been... For one, it's so long. For two, it's been so long. But I did just recently download them on uh, uh, audiobooks, so I will be re-listening to them here eventually. Are you ready for the 15 hours of climbing Mount well, Doom? I still have <laughs> I still have like 100 hours of uh, Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones to go through, so... What other Tolkien clicks would you like to see made? They've almost made, they've made all of them except for Hunter, the colossal guys. Yeah, I was about to say, Hunter, don't yeah. you? I haven't got my mama kill yet. As far as the main guys, they've gotten really all the main characters. Yeah. Um, he's, and then he says, the Silmarils of the Twenty Rings of Power would be cool. Yeah, he wants them as a relics resource. Twenty Rings of Power would be an awesome resource. I, I was kind of sad there wasn't a Twenty Rings of Power resource of some sort. Um, yeah, I love Tol- I love Tolkien's works. I mean, I grew up reading his encyclopedias and stuff of the world and everything. The Silmarillion was rough because I was young when I read it, and it was hard to get through. Our good friend RenoCon. So those of you guys might remember a couple weeks ago on the episode we were talking about a guy was asking for advice on reclicking dials and everything, like remaking or printing out his dials, and RenoCon sent us a link to a online dial and card generator in printable format you enter the values powers and text and it generates a printable version so i'm going to put this in the podcast description and i just told you guys earlier how to look for things in the podcast description so check that out if you need that and malcolm sends us our man from japan asks us which hero clicks best represents each of the seven deadly sins for example turtle being sloth Hmm. Let's briefly just mention. Okay, so envy. Who might envy be? Someone who steals someone's powers. Copying someone else's Rogue? powers. Rogue would probably be a good one for envy. Um, I'm gonna say Emma Frost because she's always jealous of Cyclops and how much he's still in love with Jean Grey. And she envies Jean Grey. She needs a dire hair red. That's what I said before. Boom. Problem solved. Sloth turtle. Yeah, turtle. Probably. Uh, blob, yeah, blob, blob. Would be a good one. Freaking Big Bertha, <laughs> Bertha. <laughs> Pride, um, Cyclops. No, um, no, I'm going with Cyclops. <laughs> Screw you all. I don't give a damn. Bring it on, Cyclops. Rainbow fans. Raider, Roy G. Bibolo for gay pride. <laughs> there you go. Greed. Oh, collector. There's a, yeah, a lot of villains you could just put under the greed section. Yeah. Lust. Oh boy, here we go. Roy G. Biv. <laughs> White Rabbit. Oh, Wrath. Wrath's a fun one. We have all the Red Lanterns. 
Got freaking a whole lantern core. Lantern yeah, core's dedicated to all this. for sure. Atrocitus, for sure, yeah. Gluttony. I was trying to think, is there... Well, gluttony would be blob. Yeah. Sloth would be... Uh, turtle. Turtle. What's... I thought there was a character that could... Maybe I'm thinking of some other game. A character that can eat other characters, like holding them on the card or something like that. Hmm. I, I'm... Might think well, think I I, I I played the for, the wolf today. Is that what you're talking about? The forest wolf? Like, I ate Little Red Riding Hood. And oh, that's true. I didn't part. think about that one. Yeah, we did play Yu-Gi-Oh! Clicks today. It was pretty fun. I really like that set sealed, yeah. It's pretty fun. Dark Magician Girl's ridiculous. Um, Looks like that's all seven. And I think that'll do it. I'll check our, our wall, but I think that'll do it. Oh, Paul Groth, thanks for answering my question last week. My friend Mike is dead set on building 3D maps. Do you have any advice for him? Um, I've been looking... Oh, you built one. I built one a, a long time ago. A very crude one. I basically did it without any... Um, guides or anything. Any guides or anything. It did turn out okay yeah. for... for a, I didn't spend much money on it. I'll say... Hmm... <laughs> look up guides. <laughs> yeah, look up guides. Like uh, foam, foam's very important. Um, building foam maps is probably your best way to do it. It's yeah, easy to that, cut. It's easy to glue. Foam, yeah. Um, there are websites that sell sides of buildings made that, out of poster cards. That's what I was gonna. They say. look really good. They look phenomenal. Um, I think you can find them on HC Realms. Go through the forums looking for that stuff. I'm pretty sure there's threads dedicated to this already. The best probably in the creative corner. I have you. room to store the damn thing. Yeah, that was my problem. You know, I, I made a map. It turned out okay for me just kind of winging it. It turned out pretty good. It was fun. But it sat back but behind it was us huge. in this office for the long It was gigantic, and I, it couldn't fold or anything. It had a big Thor statue in the middle of yeah. it. Uh, consider building them in, like, different parts and then having ways for the parts just to sit together or something mm -hmm. like that when it's on the tabletop. It's all, I would say it's it's almost worth spending a couple hundred bucks on and making a really stupidly good one. Yeah. Instead of doing what I did and making one that's fun and cheap but hard to train. Unless you have a big garage with lots of space, which I did at the time. Um, Jeff Fox, I think. Okay, so Jeff Fox is the guy that we got we got the, the answers dials, for. Yeah. All right, that'll do it for us. If you guys have any questions, comments, feedback... Anything. Dick pics, those go to Austin. Please don't, please don't send me dick pics. But anything else. The this, things I've seen, I cannot unsee. Anything else, you can send to our Facebook page, Dial H for Hero Clicks. I forward them all to Hunter's mother. Or our Twitter. and Or you can uh, hit us up on Gmail, Dial H for Hero Clicks at gmail.com. Feedback, let's see, I feel like I'm forgetting something. Oh, we'll have a new best build coming up for you guys here very soon. Probably we'll talk about it next week and okay. we'll have Drew back. And Dial Design wraps up this week, so if you're reading this, it's too late. You're, you're too slow. Just like you're, Drake's. You were a turtle. Until next time, I'm signing off for the sexy, smooth, suave. Since Drew's not here, he's next in line. Austin Smith. Thank you. <laughs> See you guys next week. Later. Still rocking that white fleas or excess crew, but we clicked up to be rolled with no leader.